throw. End zone. Got a man. Wide open. Caught. Touchdown. Welcome back, DeAndre Tompkins. McLoin. Intercepted. He's picked off down the sideline. Jameer Thurman to the house. Touchdown. Pick six for the D.C. Defenders. And it's all over. Hamilton and the D.C. Defenders improved to 2-0. And they win convincingly in both of their games. What's going on, football fans? This is the XFL Show, and this is a recap of the D.C. Defenders' victory over the New York Guardians, 27-0. This is Bryant. This is Alan. Alan, Alan, Alan. The Guardians came back to earth hard. What a game for the D.C. Defenders. They they handled their business really well today. They're, they're not in or they're, they're in hell. This is football hell. Where the Guardians are. This is now they're on a six hour bus ride together going back after getting shut out. That was ugly. Yikes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, not, not. I can't say I didn't expect it based on what we saw last week. We said I had mentioned previously on, the, on, on our last episode that Tampa Bay moved the football on New York. If DC was able to move the football, which basically they did, uh, New York was not going to be able to hang in there. No. Um, the, the Guardians we saw last week had a lot of misplays, but their defense made some huge plays, and that's why they look so impressive. The defense, I thought, looked impressive at times against D.C., but D.C.'s offense is good enough to to make, you know, for, make the, they're going to get theirs. They're showing that they're an offense, that they are going to get theirs. They have enough talent with Rashad Ross, the Eli Rogers just all over the place, tons of targets. And then now you had Tompkins making his debut. Cardale Jones has a lot to work with. They got their running game working somewhat with Pumphrey today. That D.C. defender's offense is just growing. So the Guardians had to go out there, make plays on offense, and they did it. And I don't think it was necessarily what Matt McGloin was saying, a play-calling issue. That dude just missed throws all game long. 8 for 19, 44 yards. That's not going to get it done. Uh, sacked once for 11 yards. His longest pass, say, was 10 yards. Uh, he was very vocal, Alan. This is the first time you you got to see Matt McGloin on television, really. I don't know if you rewatched last week's games because you were there in New York, but he was very vocal about his distaste for what was going on, on the offensive side. We saw it during halftime. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But we'll, right now, let's, let's shine a light on Cardell Jones, who got the score uh, going, scoring going for the defenders with that TD pass. He looked he looked good. He looked like Cardell Jones. Uh, no one was bringing him down, not in little, little corners. Uh, Cardell Jones really... Uh, is is making this offense hum. Yeah, his playmaking ability, escape ability, and then able to reset, throw downfield, not really scared at all, uh, you know, to his detriment a little bit. He did throw the one pick, but the, he's shown some fearlessness and a lot of ability to just, you know, do what Pep Hamilton's telling him to do. We This was awesome. Hearing Pep Hamilton <laughs> give away the routes to each guy and then, you know, tell Cardell what to look for, Pep Hamilton – to me, was the star of this game. His play calling, I mean, picking on Bryce Jones there in the third quarter and fourth quarter, saying 29's tired, 29's tired, they, and they totally picked on They tell Cardell, go after that corner. They did, and, I mean, Pep Hamilton was on the money play calling-wise today, and I love the access we get now because we get to see just truly what it is like when a coach is in his zone play calling. Pep Hamilton was was 
He did a beautiful job today. And, of course, Cardell Jones executed, but that was what stood out to me. And, obviously, I thought Tompkins being thrown into the fold, too, that just makes this offense that much more dangerous as opposed to being a, a two-man show down the field with Rodgers and Ross. Now you throw Tompkins into the mix, plus what we've seen uh, out of their out of their tight end as well, out of uh, uh, Lee, Kyrie Lee. They have so many weapons on this offense and they're just, I think they've just scratched the surface. Barely. Well, let's go down these receivers real quick. Rashad Ross, four receptions, 95 yards. Tompkins, six receptions, 92 yards, and a touchdown. And then Eli Rogers uh, playing with a heavy heart today, five receptions, 49 yards. Uh, you know, Cardell Jones overall, 276 yards for two TDs, two TDs and an interception. But you're, you're talking about someone who's in the zone. You're right. Pep Hamilton is in the zone, right? He, What did he say? He said, trust me, thank you, when they scored yeah. that touchdown. Uh, Pep Hamilton was calling a great game. Uh, he he would call out. It's, it's great to see that he can you know point out to his players exactly where to go and what to do. Uh, that, that first half and really the entire game belonged to Pep Hamilton, I think. Oh, yeah. He was, he was just seeing everything uh, the Guardians defense was showing and, and – and- making the right calls, and you got to see that translated by his players who executed well. Cardell Jones, got to give it up to him for sure. He was very efficient again. That 62% completion percentage, you know, you could do a little bit better than that. But overall, you know, the one mistake, he, he looked great. One of the better quarterbacks in the league. On the other side of the ball, Matt McGloin, I mean, just, okay, the bad performance is one thing, but also talking about the access we get in these games. The microphone gets put in his face when he's having a bad game and through his let's flat out say it threw his coaches under the bus. I don't know what the issue is with Matt McGloin and their their offensive coordinator GA Mangus. We heard that one clip of him. I don't know if you saw in the post game where they showed him talking to Luis Perez saying, "I never thought yep. we were in a position to win ever. Worst game I've ever been a part of." And I'm thinking, "Well, where's where the play calling wasn't the issue. You missed Wide open guys, and if you hit them, the Guardians would have had points on the board and had some momentum. And Matt McGloin didn't execute himself, and it felt like he was totally just throwing the blame elsewhere instead of accepting any of it in this one. It really did, and it's just not a bad look. you got to remember that those cameras are in your face now uh, with the XFL. So, uh, you know, he didn't have a great game at all. Uh, I don't think the play calling was really the factor in this. There were, there were some wide receivers that were wide open. There were a couple drop passes too, so I don't want to put it all on McGloin. Just overall, I think on both sides of the football, uh, the New York Guardians really didn't have a great game. The only side that I would say the Guardians had a decent performance is that they held uh, the defenders to three field goals on three of their drives. Um, yeah, again, they're, they're good, good at holding teams. Yeah, yeah. Good, good defense in the red, in the zone, red zone, 30 the yard, yard defense. Yeah. Yep. And, and the first so, down, the first downs, you know, the third down conversions, I, I want to say, though, I mean, one for 11, the Guardians, and that is basically, you know, a carryover from last week. The third down conversions were bad last week in the victory. So we know that this team is just way too susceptible to those three and outs. They can't they can't find momentum at all offensively. What do you do to change that up? Is it on what can they do? schematically to fix what's going on there is it i don't know more protection for mcgloin they did have two offensive linemen gone and injured not playing in this game so you have to also factor that in he was under duress the entire game i don't know if we have the do we have quarterback hits yeah i looked at it he was well felt like he was 
struggling a lot more, only hit twice, but he was running for his life this whole game. Let's and Anthony Johnson out there too didn't help at all. I mean, that added bonus for the defenders too, getting oh guy who's arguably the best pass rusher in the league just on a red eye just in time for this game. Uh <laughs> it, and it made Matt McGloin's life a living hell. This this was this is not back down to earth. They went came to earth and then went down to Hades. And how do you come back from that? You heard uh, Gilbride afterwards in the locker room. Love the locker room stuff after the game on ESPN saying, there's two ways you could go as a team. You could splinter or you could come together after we got our butts whooped. What are we going to do? So I would I would guess this team is about to splinter, though, based off what their quarterback has said, unless they make a change to Perez or Williams. And I would not be against that, Bryant, because two weeks in a row, Matt McGloin just I don't think was good enough to, to carry a team for 10 weeks. Yeah, it's it'll be a question I'm sure it'll be asked many times this week leading into next week's game when they are uh, headed over to uh, St. Louis. That's going to be a crazy game. Uh, you know the intensity level is going to be out oh, of max there. Alan, two questions. They're in <laughs> trouble. They're in trouble, man, if they don't fix this quick because next week we know that atmosphere. The Battle Hawks are going to be on, on one in week three. Yeah, for sure. So, Alan, two questions I'll, I'll, I'll give you here. Uh, which game was more impressive for D.C. last week against Seattle or this week against New York? Oh, by far this week against New York. They they took the soul out of out of a team this week. They dominated the line of scrimmage on as a defense. Offensively, still still work to be done uh, in terms of the the, the rushing. Uh, you know, they were close to four r- yards per as an offense, but not quite there yet. Uh, Pumphrey got going a little bit. I expect a run game out of a Pep Hamilton offense and. We'll see if they can get that going in L.A. But, I mean, this team is really it, top to bottom. They're better than last week. Uh, the first week, they looked like a complete team. Even better this week, offense, defense, special teams, playmaking in each phase. Can't say enough about how good the defenders look this week. I mean, the first shutout in XFL history. It was impressive. It was scary if you're a fan of any other team because D.C. looks like they're ready and they look like they have a coach who knows what's up and is ready for anything in this league. Yeah, it was an impressive game for the D.C. defenders and Pep Hamilton's my early pick right now to win coach of the year just based on what he's able to accomplish and how he he's just in the zone. I feel I like, like he's, he's I, know, I like that we get this hero because really it informs you as a fan on who these co- who the best coaches really are because <laughs> you're hearing them make the call and watch it be successful and you say, man, that guy saw that before the play happened. What a great coach! And Pep Hamilton had a lot of that going on this week, and he went for three too, which was great. Well, well, I'll get to that right now because I want to give you a shine on that one, Alan. Uh, you know, the, the second question I'll give you, I'll throw it back to the New York Guardian side is. Uh, what is the biggest question mark for the New York Guardians? Is it the quarterback or is it the defense? Because last week against Tampa Bay, 394 yards total uh, given given up. This week, 394 yards given up to the D.C. defenders. So is that maybe the bigger question mark, even more so than the quarterback? No, 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 no. QB. You, their, their, defense, their defense, even today, they gave up some big plays, but they still held. DC to some field goals. They bend, they don't break, they make plays. They got they had the one interception. Uh their pass rush was kind of non-existent today. Um you know, they they only got to to Cardell a couple times and the one time they did, he he dropped the ball smartly, then picked it back up and made a hell I mean just an incredible play. But DC or New York, excuse me, uh defense, 
I think they're fine. And also playing as a unit like that, knowing how handicapped you are because of your offense being anemic, going three and out constantly. Can you imagine this? One for 11 on three, third down. It's a miracle that D.C. didn't score over 30 points in this game. But that's a testament to the New York Guardians' defense being stingy and not giving up. And I think Kevin Gilbride acknowledged that, too. He talked about the fight that they showed at the end of the game, just you know, still battling, not giving up, not giving up easy plays to the defenders who you know, took advantage of, of just the fatigue. I mean, the Guardians were fatigued also on defense, so no worries for me for that, for that unit at all. The yardage, I could care less. It's all about the points, and I would attribute a, a, lo a lot of what the defenders were able to do on offense to the fact that they, they were just able to really – really just wear out the, the Guardians defense because they had to ha be on the field for so much of this game. And that Guardians offense has so much to work on. They're not doing the defense any favors. I mean, I don't know, Alan. That, you know, you give up you give up 27 points and 400 yards of offense. You're, if, you're, if your team can't score, that's, that's a big question mark to me. I keep bringing it up every single week. I don't know about DC's, excuse me, New York's uh, defense. I'll give you your time to shine right here, Alan, real quick before we head out of here and go watch the rest of this Seattle and Tampa Bay game, three-point attempt by Pep Hamilton, a double forward pass. Uh, tell me, how, how excited were you when you heard that this was coming, that this was going to be a thing? It was just a rep. It wasn't necessary. It wasn't, you know, to to, kind of to, to stack on the points. I'm bummed but it, because but it, it was treated just as a rep. I was hoping the first one would be for like, oh, they need this. They didn't need it at all. It was just for funsies to put it out there. And really, I think mo I think there was a lot of gamesmanship to say, yeah, L.A. Wildcats and everyone else were going to play. Well, look at this. Look at what we do here. Prepare a lot for this. They're never going to run that double forward pass on a three-point try ever again. Maybe ever in regular play. That was just to throw out there and get teams thinking. That was gamesmanship by a smart head coach in Pep Hamilton. Uh, but I, I can't wait to see the first converted uh, go for three. Talk to me when we get one. I, and maybe we'll see one here in Seattle and Tampa Bay. Uh, but, yeah, Pep Hamilton having a lot of fun there. And yeah, on the on the Tuesday morning show, we'll have a lot more debate about that Guardians defense because I'm still repping them, still confident in them, still like them. I still like the secondary. They made their plays. They are they have an albatross across their necks, and it's called that offense. No help. It's it's you need you need to play well in both phases. We'll we'll have some good arguments coming up on the big show later on in the week. But unfortunately for that Guardians defense, they had to they had to go out there a whole lot today and watch their offense get shut out 27 nothing. What a performance by the defenders. Well, good discussions, good arguments that we will have every single Tuesday and Thursday on This is the XFL Show. Make sure to catch us every single week. Uh, check out your uh, your podcast gimmicks and subscribe there. Also, uh, XFL.com and YouTube.com slash yes. XFL, the official YouTube channel of the XFL. Alan, we'll be back here in a little bit. We're going to finish up this uh, Seattle-Tampa Bay game, and then we'll be back here tomorrow as well uh, to talk some uh, Roughnecks and and Battlehawks, and then Wildcats and Renegades. I'll flip that order, though, a little bit here. Alan, anything else before we get out of here? Nope, just everybody leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you subscribe there, we appreciate that. That'll get more fans aware of the of the show, and we know uh, you love to get those instant game recaps. So this one we recorded as soon as the game ended, and we're going to have one each and every week after each and every single game for you. Uh, we know people are looking for those as quickly as possible. So, yeah, that's that's where they're going to be on the podcast feed. And if you subscribe, definitely leave a review. 
Uh, and of course, check out XFL.com in the video section. You'll find the podcast and of course the YouTube channel for the league, XFL's YouTube channel, uh, all of our stuff's there as well, including these recaps, the full shows. So uh, we appreciate everybody. And uh, we want to know your thoughts on, on the Guardians offense. What can happen to fix it? Call in 724-565-4XFL to the XFL fan line and let us know what you think because we're going to be arguing a whole lot about that on Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Well, all right, football fans. Well, that's enough out of us for this mini So Make sure uh, you're listening uh, to us every single time we do these mini episodes because they're a lot of fun and we like to do them. All right. Uh, for Bryant, for Allen, this is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.